What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey everyone, happy day. Today, Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, whatever day it may be for you as you're listening to another episode of Unpolished Therapy. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. We have ditched the couch. We're grabbing the mics. Today, we are breaking down all the wreckage. I do have Dr. Boca here. I just want to... Hi, I'm like not even letting you talk. No, it's okay. Um, We're testing the waters as we promised we would. And we're about to go live on Instagram as we record. So today happens to be Friday, September the 9th. For our recording date, those, you know, we're still going to drop the podcast on our Wednesday. So happy Wednesday to everyone who's listening in the rears. But how do we not talk about the queen, Dr. Boga, right? We totally have to talk about the queen. This is fascinating to me. I'm learning so much. I think maybe from here on in, like we should refer to each other as Her Majesty the Queen. Oh, that's hot. I'm totally going to. All right, let's do it. So let's go live on Instagram and let's see if we can rally some troops. And uh, let's try to chat about what's going on in the UK. All right, let's go. Hi. Hi. You see me? I do. We're live. Okay. All right. All right. Hi. Let's see if maybe anyone wants to pop on and join our little Friday afternoon. Should we like pretend that people know about us out in the metaverse? And oh, sure. You know how, like, Everybody knows about us. Wait, you told me that somebody reached out to you yes. and asked if I was at lunch someplace. This is hysterical to our listeners. Rachel asks me, are you at lunch at so-and-so? And I was like, no, I already told you I, had, I was working today. And then I had an appointment. And she's like, well, somebody reached out to me saying... I think Dr. Boca is sitting next to me and I want to go say hi, but I can't get myself to go say hi, but I don't know what she looks like, but I know her voice, which would make sense because it's a podcast. And sneeze on the truth. (laughs) You got to love the lives. You got to love love the the lives. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, no, that wasn't me. But he or she, whomever it was, should have totally come over to me because that would have made my day and I felt famous for a hot second. Well, let me just tell you, Right now, there's no one live with us, but I'm hoping that people will start to jump on. And for the listeners who are listening on our normal Wednesday, you have an option now because, again, we want to interact with you. We want to engage with you. So if you do have access to Instagram and you have an Instagram handle, follow us on Unpolished Therapy on Instagram. And then you could see us and you could see like today, which Dr. Burgle, we'll get back to your fan sighting in a second. (laughs) But do you notice what I'm wearing? Like this is what I'm calling my Seinfeld. You know, the episode, like the the puffy white shirt. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm wearing. In the picture, I swear to God, it read so beautifully. Like it just looked cool and chic and the sleeves sort of like rouged up and there were these fake shoulder pad situation thing happening. And it, it just looked great. And the model sold it to me. It just worked. Like so A plus for marketing, advertising, whatever. I bought it hook, line and sinker. I put it on. I wore it out the other day and I was like, why do I feel like I'm channeling Seinfeld from the puffy white shirt episode? (laughs) (laughs) Well, from what I can see, it looks adorable, but I can't really see. I'm with no makeup. My hair is all whatever today. So look, I appreciate this person who thought I might be famous or somebody else might be famous in lieu of me. I appreciate it because as we've talked about, I don't have facial recognition. So I solely go by voice and I screw it up all the time. 
So I am sure that that other person would have thought you were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I am flattered that you thought it was me. I'm disappointed that you would think that I wouldn't be approachable. So anybody out there, if you think you're bumping into me, if it is actually me, I will be so happy to say hello. And I'll even sign an autograph because that would make my day. (laughs) All right. Settle down, Camper. I don't know that they were looking for an autograph, but I will tell you that I was as excited for you as you would have been because when I got the message, this is also one of our fan favorites and longtime listeners. So just shout out to one of our loyalists from day one. Love Uh, it. But they did say, oh my God, I'm having lunch at one of our local restaurants around town, which is a restaurant that I know you do dine at frequently. So it made sense. And they were adamant. I know it's Dr. Boca. I don't know what she looks like. She has a very distinct voice, which you do. I've sort of like poked some fun at you about that. Very peculiar, like unpolished (laughs) accent of yours. I don't know what it is. But that being said, so I said, well, say hello. It'll make her day. I promise you it'll make her day. So needless to say, then I said, well, fine. If you don't want to, whatever, let me find out. And of course, the power of technology, I texted you right away. And I was like, Dr. Boga, are you at lunch around the corner? Lo and behold, you weren't. But next time, again, anyone out there, definitely you will make Dr. Boga's day. Totally. And guess what? You'll make Rachel's day also. Let's just put that out there too. And if nothing else, it got us a good couple of minutes of great laughter in there and fantasizing about what it might be like if we were really famous and people really did recognize us. So thank you. So speaking of that, one of the reasons that we're going on Instagram live right now, which we still have a whopping one (laughs) viewer, which I think that's probably you. Right. So like my ego is definitely like deflated right now. But back to like, you know, being famous and whatnot. So today is September the 9th. Again, for the Wednesday listeners, we are pre-recording this early because hello, long live the queen. Queen Elizabeth died yesterday. And how do we not get on the air and get out our microphones and hang out on the corner of Windsor Castle and discuss this? I have it on in the background. Of course, who doesn't have it on? I've been glued. And I do want to say, I mean, she was fantastic. She's got such a pedigree behind her with, you know, seven decades of this leader and being the literal queen on top of just being like, praise be, you are the queen and everyone loves you. And over the years, she's gotten just so much fanfare for her humor too, which they're saying now at nauseum how she had such a great sense of humor and she was so compassionate and empathetic and loving. And I mean, what are they going to say now that she's dead? They're not going to say anything not nice, but she really was the queen's people, I guess, or the people's queen. People's queen, I think. Yeah. I'm going to plead ignorance a little bit. I didn't really know much about her. I didn't watch Mm -hmm. The Crown, which a lot of people had said would have educated me a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I've always been fascinated by the royal family. I mean, I remember watching when Princess Diana as a kid, when I was a kid, not Princess Diana, but when she got married, I remember it being a family affair and we were all sitting and watching. I remember the tragic loss. I remember the divorce. I remember the scandal. You remember all of it. Right. And, uh, you know, and I was talking to someone this morning about it and to think, you know, over the 70 years, I mean, there's so many people in this world that literally this has been the queen since they were children. She has been through so much. I mean, really, between losses and divorces and deaths and scandals and just to be able to keep the composure and the presence and the unity with other countries and diplomacy and things like that, it's just, it's remarkable. And something that I've learned through this really wasn't going to be hers ever if her uncle 
hadn't wound up marrying an American. Yeah. Right. Well, that so, and you would have learned that on the, the, on crown. the crown. Yeah. Also. Well, yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm yeah, always, you, is, so. you know who I am. I'm always like behind right. the eight ball on this right. stuff. It's okay. I'll eventually get there. Well, I have to tell you that I've been fascinated for years and years with the royals. And first of all, like, I just don't understand, again, in this modern world, which they are saying now that Charles is stepping up and now he's the king, they are talking about how potentially his reign will be a little bit more modernized than the years that we've known from these last seven decades when Elizabeth, I think she was 26 years old when when her dad died and she became the queen. What I want to know, though, I mean, there's so many questions I have. A, I want to know, like, where does all the fucking money come from? I know. That's what I want to know. And number two, just to dovetail off of that, who is their financial advisor? (laughs) Right? Like, maybe we need to like, I know you probably have to have like a certain minimum to like get in with these, you know, money managers or whatever. But like, who is managing their money? Where the fuck did it come from? What is happening with all the jewels? I I mean, when she died, Dr. Boga, first of all, last Tuesday, she was like working. Right, I know she, she was had just the appointed. New, yes, the new exactly. And then exactly. they showed a picture. I don't mean to. I just know interrupt. She's like the cutest little grandma. Yes, but she. I saw a picture when she was meeting the new prime yeah, minister. They were appointing the new prime minister, and a they female, were, no less female, right? And they were saying it was the first time there was uh-huh. no male in yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah, at the head, but how blue her hands were. And I remember making a note to myself that it's going to happen soon. Oh, there and you go. Like everyone out there, Dr. Boca would now is like diagnosing that she knew. The queen <laughs> well, I was did. I, I made a mental note to myself. I mean, her hands was blue and they were commenting on it. And I was like, oh. and then in the morning when I, when I saw the headline that the medical doctors were, yeah, you know, were, were worried to and concerned, I'm like, it's going to happen today. And then it, sure enough, like I got out of my massage and I, I would have thought I would have had more breaking news on all the outlets, but I didn't. But I was like... I had it on mine. I oh, started, I, I said, uh-oh, something is definitely up with Lil Beth, which, you know, one of the things that I love, we might have talked about this when Prince Philip died, but you know, I'm a huge nickname person. Yes. I'm a huge love story person. Mm-hmm. And they were the epitome of that. I'm pretty sure if we didn't talk about it on air, I know we spoke about it off air, but when Prince Philip, that's her husband. He was away in service when they were newly married. And the way that they corresponded with one another was obviously through letter writing. There was mm-hmm. no like, hey, I'll text you later, or, like FaceTime <laughs> me, right? And they wrote to each other. And you know me, one of my I, passion projects yeah. is writing and whatnot. And and of course, another passion of mine is just love stories. And I just, I believe in it so wholeheartedly. So they wrote to each other and that. he had a nickname for her, which was Lilibeth. I just love that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when Harry and Meghan had their baby, the second one, mm-hmm. the little girl, I believe her middle name is Lilibeth in Aww. honor of, you know, grandma. With that being said, though, when we saw the picture of Queen Elizabeth with the new prime minister, which was mm-hmm. Tuesday, right? Yeah, and then so she died yesterday. Thursday. Right. She, you know, this little cute little old lady, she could have been any of our grandmas yeah. carrying that pocketbook every goddamn place she went. And my like, question, like any older grandmother, like all of ours, right. always had their pocket. Absolutely. With like, where's your pocketbook? Right. <laughs> but again, on top of like, where the hell did they get all the money from? Who the hell is their financial advisor? And when she was on her deathbed, like, do you think she had her pocketbook with her? <laughs> well, I don't know about the pocketbook, but my guess is she wasn't letting it go, right? Because no grandma does. 
did she go with some of the jewels she was wearing? That's what I want to know. Like they have so many. Do you bury them with like her favorite jewels? Because that's like a lot of expensive jewelry that this woman was wearing. And I was like, oh, someone might take a metal detector and try to uncover her, right? Or just for the jewels. So I don't know the answer, but I'm fascinated and want to find out. I don't know. But obviously this week she's going to... I mean, there's a whole situation happening now, which I did hear on the news. They have been planning her funeral since like 1968 or something along those lines, which is insane to me. It's so sad. (laughs) You're like, they're burying But in a way, it's kind of like like when they have the meeting of the minds and they all sit down and everyone like brings in their like notebooks and they're sitting at, at the boardroom. You know how also the royal family is like called like the firm or something like that. And I I learned that, that, yes, with the whole debacle when Harry and Meghan decided that they were going to make their big Mm -hmm. exit strategy and leave the royal family, all of the news and the articles and the interviews and so on and so forth, we as laymen, right, we've now learned that the behind the scenes crew at the palace, they're called the firm. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. So when the firm, when they all got together and they looked on the agenda, like it's Monday morning, everyone, how was your weekend? What are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about the Queen's funeral, (laughs) you know? So it's kind of like dark and weird, but in a way, maybe that's what happens when you're part of a monarchy. And that's what being a royal is, that everything is mapped out. All these anchors from every channel across the board, when they're reporting on this now, they know this schedule and what is happening. Like the way we know that we're going to wake up in the morning and we're going to do our routine and it's all plans, plotted, accounted for, etc. And that's one of the things that I do love about the royal family is that they're so bound by tradition and routine. And it's uh, there's a legacy here of just how you do things. But I did spend some time reflecting on what it must be like. You know, this is my psychology hat that comes on. Like what it must really be like to be born into this role. And, you know, you look at three of her children got divorced, which is like at the time scandalous to the monarchy. And then you have her grandchildren who lost their mother and then how one became the picture pillar of society and monarchy and rule and married the beautiful Kate and who was just fell right into the role of quote unquote Diana and what have you. And then you had, you know, Prince Harry who went a little rogue and would be considered by many the black sheep of the family. But again, when you look at the expectations, the limitations, the roles that are mapped out for you based on things that had happened, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it is pretty remarkable that they're doing as well as they're doing, you know, um, whether or not society views it as a positive or not. I mean, they're both in successful relationships, which is huge. And they both figured out a way to make their lives work for them. But I mean, I've got to imagine the psychological effect and implications that have gone on in their lives. It's a lot. It's a lot to be in the limelight. It's a lot to have these expectations put on you. And I see we have Sarah joined us. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. For those of you who are just jumping in now, those of you being Sarah and Sarah only, we are chit-chatting and breaking down the wreckage, but the beautiful, the royal wreckage, the, the, oh, we have another person too, E.F. Solins, if I'm pronouncing that right, the emphasis might be on the wrong syllable, right, Dr. B? But we're breaking down the wreckage that is Her Majesty the Queen, who has passed away effective yesterday, which was Thursday, September the 8th. And as unpolished as we may be, how do we not pay homage 
to Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth, who has just reigned so beautifully and magnificently for 70 plus years. So again, Dr. Boca, we have to keep up in in her honor of, of, again, just knowing that she did have a sense of humor. That's what everyone is reporting about her. And as much as she was elegant and graceful and thrown in at such a young age to such an important role, um, she did it with such dignity. But the sense of humor thing is just something that I absolutely love. Love. I want to just, you know, really take a minute to acknowledge that. You know me and sense of humor. We go like hand in hand. So I love that about her. And to be able to have a sense of humor while still living in the confines of the expectations that were placed on her is remarkable. But I think back to where I was at 26. And oh my God, (laughs) if I would have been handed over an entire palace and country and this etiquette and all of that, I wouldn't have known what to do. It would have been a shit show, quite literally. So I just want to acknowledge that she did it with grace. She took something that she wasn't expecting to fall into her lap. And she really played that role. And I don't mean played that role in a negative way, but really took on that identity and really has done some amazing things for our world and the relations with America over the years. So really a class act, really a special woman. I feel like we've all lost our grandmother today. And yesterday. I'm sorry, yesterday, you're right. Um, when we're all mourning, they're saying, I mean, the mourning is now around the world, certainly here in America too, the relationship she's had with so many of the dignitaries globally, but all of the presidents in our United States of America sure. as well. I want to ask a couple questions though, because we've got to keep it unpolished because that's, yeah. that's our elf, that's who we are. Totally. And when you said like, when I was 26 years old, the idea of being the reigning queen of an entire country, is just something that like is so out of the realm of a possibility. Let me ask you this though. It's sort of like, be careful what you wish for. It may come true. So like, Prince Charles for Mm -hmm. all these years. I mean, Prince Charles is not a spring chicken. No, he's the oldest monarch. Yes, he is. The oldest in the monarchy to take over. Yeah. So with that being said, and Mm -hmm. let's just get down and dirty here, for all of these years of his adult life, it was kind of like, he's been like, like, no, no, I was going to say the opposite. Like, cool. I don't really have to do much. And again, I know it's charity, schmarity, whatever. Okay. He and Camilla are, you know, one day they're on top of the world. The next day they're scandalous or whatever, but he's been able to sort of just like skirt by with waiting in the wings. And I can't figure out, it's it's too soon to tell that like, forget the fact he lost his mom. We're going to put that in a whole different column over here. All right. But like from the perspective of like, Monday morning, like you have to fucking show up to work now (laughs) for real. Okay. There's no hiding behind your mommy. There's no hiding behind the firm or whatever. Like, oh my God, like, does he really understand the assignment? And do you think he's freaking the fuck out? Or is he like, oh my God, I'm the king. And like, Hail to the fucking king. I've been waiting all okay. these decades. So I'm going with option two and one. Okay. First, in my head, this guy's sitting here like, it's about fucking time. Like I have been waiting in the wings forever. And we already know a little bit about his personality style based on some of the things that have occurred in his life over the last many decades. So my guess is he's coming at it as it's fucking about time. And Mm -hmm. then, oh, fuck. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing right, like, tomorrow. Oh my God. Like, Where is the handbook? Right. Like I should have paid more attention. attention. <laughs> <laughs> we said that at the same time. Totally. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. I have been basically on vacation <laughs> totally. for my whole adult life. Right. And 
holy shit, where are my people and where are the cliff notes? Yeah, like he totally just got caught with his pants down, literally and metaphorically, you know? Um, He already got caught with his pants down once before. Now it's like, shit, I have to like pull it all together and figure this out and we'll see how it happens. I mean, I guess the good news is it's probably not going to be the longest living monarchy, you know? Well, okay. So to that point, well, I want to say two things. Number one, it then bodes the question like Camilla, like, is she like, oh shit, now I really have to pay attention? Or I think she's the one who probably all these years is like, would my mother-in-law fucking hurry up and die? Because I want to be like the said queen in wait, like, because she's not really the queen. She's still just now the king's wife. I'm not sure like what her title situation is lady camilla maybe she has like a it starts with a c or something afterwards if any of our listeners know please let me know but i saw i did see it in writing but put in the comments yeah but what i don't know and maybe you know this because you've watched the crown and all the other millions of hours of tv (laughs) is when he dies what happens to camilla because william takes over yeah Well, that was my second point. So what happens to her is I guess she's still the... I mean, she doesn't become anything fancier. She's just whatever. She's now the widow of the king. I don't know. So we'll just put her over here again in this column. (laughs) And now what I want to say about William, which is different from, I would imagine, Prince Charles, now King Charles, is that because he's so much older and starting out as the king now, and William is in his mid-30s, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that that's fairly accurate. Even if Charles makes it to 96 the way his mom did, William is going to be such a younger king regardless because he's only in his 30s now, which is to say, I'm wondering if that's why this whole kind of ideology now or, you know, this new age... Modernization. that they want to modernize this mind, which the fact that, that they're even talking about modernize, like how about just throw it in the garbage? Like, why don't we just be like everyone else, take your money, head off and to hang out in con, do what you need to do. And let's maybe break down the monarchy because I know you were just saying like how amazing it is that everyone gets along. And that's that. Dr. Bogle, I, I know you've been practicing and you work very hard in your business and so on and so forth, that maybe you've missed out on all the drama that's been going on, that the tabloids don't shut up about what goes on behind those royal gates. I I don't believe... It's a little antiquated. And maybe we should say, peace out, monarchy. Like, we're done. It's 2022. Bye. Okay. So, yes, but I don't actually think I said they ever got along, okay? You did. No, I don't think... If I did, I did not mean to say that they got along. I thought just the traditions is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing because I don't think that there are so many places in in the world where tradition drives the way that it does in this situation, right? No, there's been scandal upon scandal upon scandal. I know the brothers don't like each other. All I was saying is they turned out, I don't want to say okay, because we know that there's been a lot of drama between the yeah, two well, brothers. And, and Prince Andrew, which I don't right. even think he's a prince anymore. They no, he does that title. No, I think he still has it. I think that's Well, I bet. You know what? I think you're right. But I think one of the things they were talking about because of all of the dramatic with Andrew, if you want to call him a prince, fine. But he was, you know, 
cow powing around with right. um, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Yep. And I mean, let's that's a podcast for another day. Absolutely. Um, but that being said, I think one of the things maybe that they're talking about is what's the first order of business? Again, on this Monday morning when <laughs> King Charles shows up at work, are we definitely ostracizing my brother Andrew from, from our lineage here because he was potentially hanging out with a pedophile and a potential rapist? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes it to the docket day one or day five. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, look, it is in many ways, you have to look at it for what it is. It is an antiquated system for sure. There is something beautiful about the fact that there still is history and customs and traditions. How you intertwine and keep the best or don't keep the best and get rid of all of it and quote unquote modernize it is yet to be seen. I would love to see William in there because I think between him and Kate, a modernization where you're bringing in a generation that really just experienced life so differently, a tech driven generation, a kind of break away in many ways from the monarchy, find somebody. What do you, sorry to interrupt you, but like, what do you think that would even look like? And I feel like by the time we even air this, which maybe, you know, Wednesday, it could be in two Wednesdays or whenever it is. Like, I wonder if the real news media outlets will talk about like modernization and how do you define that? Again, when the firm meets, do they Zoom now? Like, <laughs> What does modernization mean to a monarchy, which that in and of itself, by definition of a monarchy, is so antiquated and outdated. Again, it's sort of like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. I'm intrigued and I'm interested to see what does that mean or is just the rhetoric and now like just the dialogue that we're going to put into, you know, one of the words you use all the time, Dr. Boca, is like lexicon. Like, are are we just going to like throw into the lexicon of the monarchy the word modernization and we're going to just guess what that means or... I mean, maybe they dress not in the, you know, not dapperly, right? And they'll come out in shorts and a t-shirt. I don't Or like, do it. we not curtsy anymore? I, when do we, we not see... have high tea? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Because part of the problem is I don't know what they actually ever did. Okay. Oh, that yeah. like, so intellectually, I get that this is what happens back in this beautiful castle that they live in. Right, right. But really, what do they do? So yeah, we don't know. So it will be very interesting. I've always seen it as like a romantic or romanticized, foreign, unique thing, but I didn't follow it. I only came to it every time something spectacular was happening, you know, at Buckingham Palace, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking out of my ass about what that modernization is going to look like. I'm talking, I don't know what the firm talks about. I don't know (laughs) what all these jewels freaking look like, right? right? But yeah, but can we just talk about the jewels for a minute though? Because when they do replay picture after picture or clip after clip, it's just that lady does not go anywhere without being donned in some crazy ass jewelry. And I mean, the pearls alone, again, is part of like her whole uniform with the pocketbook situation. They're like this big. They're like... But but the crown and the jewels and the rings and the this and the that, it's just absolutely outrageous. And again, excuse me for repeating myself, but like, who is their financial advisor? (laughs) And where did all this goddamn money come from? Well, okay. So that's the other thing. And I think that's like the take home here. Well, it's Rachel's take home at least. It's like, you know what? Enough with the 
rich getting richer, getting richer, right? Like it is is an obscene amount of money there. And why can't it be that those that are not as wealthy could have those financial planners that help us make a little bit of money? It is kind of a little ass backwards, but I would love to know the answers to all of it. And I want to know, I'm like so fascinated. What is their net worth? Like a I don't lot. Know, I, thank it's you. Like, have I seen that many zeros? <laughs> I don't know. Like, does it fit on a piece of paper? I don't know. But you know what? This is just sort of like where my unpolished brain starts to just twist and turn. It's and just starting? To, no, but like <laughs> I start to question, and this is some of the things that keep me up at four o'clock in the morning. Like, what if it's all one big racket? Could you imagine if like, first of all, I don't like, maybe they don't pay for stuff, right? Maybe the country pays for the planes and the trains and the automobiles and the motorcades and whatever. And who's to say that all of those jewels, like, what if it's all like, what Loaned? if they bought it at, no, well, forget loans. Like, what if they bought it at like Charming Charlie? Like, <laughs> do you know what that store is that, or that store in the mall? Like, like Claire's? It, yeah, Claire's, exactly. <laughs> what if it's all like costume fucking fake? And what if we've all been hosed duped. all these years and duped and no one has any money and they have just the jokes on the entire world that the royals really aren't royal at all. They're like the... Uh, you remember the Royal Tenenbaums? You ever I was just going to say, wasn't there a TV show like that? <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Like yes. that to me, and guess what? If that was really what it was, they would have my respect beyond <laughs> because they literally would have pulled the wool over all of our eyes. They would have pulled the wool over all the 15 prime ministers that Queen Elizabeth has appointed over the course of her tenure or monarchy or whatever the hell word you want to throw out there that is in like the royal firm's dictionary. And how fascinating would that be? It would be one of the best. What a coup. Yeah, like that would... Oh my God. You know what, Rach? Let's you, start that rumor. Well, Do you think we should... <laughs> I was going to say, you missed your calling in life right. to like write books like this because these are fascinating that your brain goes to that place. We so should let's start just, the rumor. Let's call like TMZ or Perez Hilton or let's get this podcast out on our Wednesday like before our other ones and... I don't know. Let's just maybe put it out there. And maybe someone could be like, yeah, did you hear on Unpolished Therapy that like (laughs) those jewels, like they were costumed, they were CZs. (laughs) They bought them at Target. Oh God, Rachel, we're going to hell somehow. Going to hell in a handbag. Well, we're going to hell in a queen's handbag. (laughs) Right? Totally. Can't do better than that. Can't do better than that. But you know what? I mean, on that note, Dr. Boga, truly though, like Her Majesty the Queen, long live the Queen. We now have a king. We are all in mourning. I am sure we're going to all be glued to our televisions as she lays in state next week. I think they're saying that like miles and miles long will be the line of people that want to pay tribute to her and give a final farewell as she lays in state, I believe in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Or Windsor Castle. No, I think at Buckingham Palace. One of them. But I just want to say before we end here, I think it's so fascinating to me that in many ways, they're going backwards, right? Mm -hmm. They've had a woman for 70 years and now they're putting it back a man, right? And just how the rest of the world is looking to not put in a white male in the head anymore, right? They would love to have a woman. They would love to have some diversity. They would love to anything but. I'm not saying I believe it's backwards. I'm just saying it's just an interesting concept how the world is looking at things that it goes from a woman back to a man. So it's just another thing that maybe... It's just they do it different, whatever that is. Well, you know what? I mean, listen, in the world of this monarchy that's now apparently 
going to try to modernize, even though we don't know what that what looks that like. Back to one of our conversations that we had had a couple weeks ago. Who knows? Maybe the way they're going to modernize is maybe King Charles now will become King Charlotte. And or she'll, Queen she'll become a he, she, we, you know, you never know. Maybe Camilla will step in and, and who knows? Who but knows? It'll be interesting to see. And while we're being kind of tongue in cheek and giggling and all that, because I know Queen Elizabeth certainly, you know, rest in peace and God bless her, yeah. her memory. She would appreciate our unpolishedness. That's why we're saying it. But again, she was a force to be reckoned with and to go to work on a Tuesday and then to die on a Thursday. Listen, at 96 years old, I'll sign up for that all day long. Right, Absolutely. Dr. Boga? Absolutely. Uh, she lived a long, beautiful life and has done some did, great she things. Did. She did. She did. So for those of you out there who are listening on our regular Wednesday, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, if you want to tell us what you think a modern day monarchy may or may not look like, definitely let us know. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You can find us on Facebook as well at Unpolished Therapy. You can email us and let us know your thoughts at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. But we had fun, Dr. Boca. I know today was a different kind of day, but we're hoping that maybe people will watch us on the recap on Instagram. And I love kind of doing this like this. I know you had mentioned um, a little tip you had learned about kind of, you know, instead of just talking about doing things differently, just jump in and try to do things differently. Yeah, you never know. What we're doing today. And again, that's what the monarchy is going to be doing. They're going to be doing things differently. What is different remains to be seen. We can't wait to find out. We will definitely be watching here across the pond sticking our unpolished sense in, I'm sure. But I appreciate you jumping on board with me today. And for the viewers out there that stuck by us, uh, tried and true, thank you. And we will see you next time on another episode of Unpolished Therapy, where we've ditched the couch, we've grabbed the mic, we are breaking down all the wreckage on Unpolished Therapy. DB, thanks for chilling today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye, everyone. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.